This week on the program, it's a movie about a grown man who should be nowhere near a child. It's Bushwhacked. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And this is We Hate Movies, episode 700. Welcome to the fine program, as always. Thank you for tuning in. That's right, seven hundo guys. Seven if you can even hundo. believe it. And we had mm-hmm. to celebrate by doing a classic cult comedy that no one is talking about anymore, <laughs> and we right. love it. What, what What are you talking about, Eric? This is seven hundredth on the AFI best comedies list. <laughs> it should be. There's, this is number seven hundred. That's what made it linked up perfectly there, for us. Oh, there was only seven hundred comedies ever made. Okay, got it. That's yeah, exactly. Oh, so okay. they got back right to the bottom. Uh-huh. You know what's funny is we've talked about this movie. I think me and Chris maybe referenced it here and there on the show for years. Yeah, I've all the time. I've had people at live shows, multiple cities, come up to me and ask, "When are we getting an episode on Bushwhack?" Dude, I've had it. I've had people ask me in person at meet and greets about Bushwhacked. I've had my own younger sister, who I am personally dedicating this episode to, ask me, when are you doing Bushwhacked? When with the Bushwhacked? When will the Bushwhacked episode happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's here. 700. I have never seen Bushwhacked before this. And, uh, you know, I will say a little more fun than I thought it would be, to be quite honest. Yeah, see, there you go. It's from uh, 1995, directed by Greg Beeman. Now, check this guy out. He works a ton in TV these days. It's the B-Man! Mm. B-Man! Hey, B-Man! B-Man! But also the director of motion pictures like Problem Child 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mom That's and Dad Save the World. Oh, and yeah. the mm. two Corys in License to Drive. Nice. Of course. License to Drive it. is a stay tuned for sure. It is definitely a stay tuned. And I kind of enjoy watching it. Maybe that's nostalgia. I mean, this is this is a quite a filmography that sent him straight into the television industry ever since. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, yeah. out of movies, B-Man. Don't worry about Dude, that. I, but I guarantee you, you go to the B-Man estate, it's pretty nice. Like, it's got oh. a couple of bathrooms, a couple of bedrooms, a oh, couple yeah. of pools. Uh, well, he's oh, still- the, the B-Man's got a couple of bathrooms, dude. Don't worry oh, about that. He is still... Still working. He's working on that. Uh, how, what is it? Mur- it's Murdaw Murders. The, this this Lifetime miniseries with Bill Pullman. So he's wow. still working. Well, That's well, oh, also- but, but Eric, don't 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 cheapen the man. He's been working on his passion project for many years. A six hour biopic of Benito Mussolini called The Bull. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he has not. Absolutely. No, this guy doesn't have any ambitions, period. He's just doing more dumb murders. Well, uh, no, he, dude, you look at the television credit. This motherfucker works in directing television. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why Steve is right. There's two pools. There's about 16 toilets. Uh-huh. Dude's doing all right. And he gave us fucking bushwhacked, which folks at home, if you weren't around in the mid 90s, there was this weird sort of uh, uh, trend or like popularity wave that was going on. Like, and you won't believe it if I tell you, but Daniel Stern, at the height of his powers, directing and starring in motion pictures, uh, it was just this weird because it's like this 
And he directed and also has a supporting role in Rookie of the Year. Certainly. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Home Alone films. You know, So, like, the mid-90s was a great time to be Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, I think, is a great talent that was kind of overlooked. Yeah. He was just... People just zeroed in on the Home Alone thing. Yeah. And this, I guess, conceptually started out as a spinoff of Home Alone of Marv trying to get his life together. And it morphed into what we have here is Bushwhacked. And he plays Max Grabowski, which is finally some decent Polish representation. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I it say- is accurate, too. It does feel accurate to the Polish oh, yeah. experience. <laughs> oh, it is. Yes. Right, Steve? Like, don't Steve, you and I, we're both scumbags and Polish people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're just walking around with leather, <laughs> leather suit jackets and slick back hair. Oh, yeah. man. He just plays. I mean, it's. Su- and here's the thing. Like, I'm sure Daniel Stern. I'd love to meet him. Open invite, obviously, Daniel Stern. Course, like yes. he just seems like a really nice guy, but like he also just plays a scumbag so well. And this Max Grabelski is primo grade A scumbag. And a likable scumbag. That's hard to do. That's important. Yeah. Yes. Quick question. Yeah. Well, and we were allowing it a lot more in the nineties comedy mode. Like you could be more of a scumbag and be the hero of your movie, yeah. essentially. Sure. I would have hated the Mar fucking movie. If this was a spin-off yeah. of Home Alone, I would lose my fucking Awful. mind. I will say at the very least, it would give us a little more idea as to who Marv uh, Max Gravalski is. We don't get a lot of it. Like, really, I just need to see his shitty apartment. Maybe he's living at home with his mother. (laughs) Like something like that. I think I would be like, I would be out more. Just a like a hair. But you, you, it starts with staying alive. You see him on the street. Instantly starts grabbing and rubbing, like scratching his crotch, uh-huh. mm-hmm. walking yeah. down to this music, going into this deli. And the guy's like, what can I get you? And he's like, two packs of Marlboros, a pack of snowballs and a jumbo Coke. Mm-hmm. Dude, and it's that I feel it like that's why, Steve, I think to your point, like, yeah, but you can also glean from that snack food, that childish snack food order sure. plus the cigarettes. Like, he's just a giant child person. Sure. And that's yeah. definitely living in, in the garage outside of mom's house or whatever that is. I think you're totally right. You you know, this movie is like a flat 90. Sure. Give me what happens right before the staying alive montage. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? It's a real like, Biff, when you coming home kind of <laughs> I relationship. Just, I graft on the idea. It's just Sinbad and house guest before he becomes the house guest. Got I it. assume it's the same kind of life. He also has the potato chip bag that he sleeps in. <laughs> Some sort of drifter's apartment kind of a yes, situation. Exactly. Absolutely. Above, above a tattoo parlor. You know, mm-hmm. the good and stuff. He sneaks, sneaks onto a bus without paying the fare. He knows all the ins and outs and the grooves of society and how to f- flow through them. I really thought he was a low-level mafia guy. Just for, like from the beginning, I'm like, oh, and then he's going to... No, he's, 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 he's clean, clean the cut. He's just he's, a scumbag who works at a Federal Express knockoff called Freedom yes. Express. And yeah, that's what we yeah. should have changed the name to after 9-11. <laughs> we had fucking Freedom Fries and we had Freedom Express. Do we think... Here's a question about Daniel Stern's career. Mm. Is it better or worse? And or could he not have even done it? Uh, if he was the other role in Dumb and Dumber, if he was the Jeff Daniels role in Dumb and Dumber, mm. ooh, maybe I he worst movie, better, first better of worst all, movie. yeah, I think Lloyd so maybe, um, yeah, yeah. So he was supposed. Is that true? No, no. I'm just, I'm just sort of thinking about Daniel oh. Stern. What ifs? Mm. That's probably a big one. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, you know, Jeff Daniels after that really like hammered home like the dramatic acting and like Daniel yeah. Stern. A lot of stuff that he's done. More recently, he's done some like television here and there yeah. and things like that. Shows I've never 
ever watched, I don't think. But like they do kind of lean more dramatic. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. a theater actor, sure. I think was his like stock and trade pre-Chud, of course. Chud is what <laughs> really course, yes, yeah. You know, yeah, sent yeah. him. The real Were you the guys substance. timing it like how long before he mentions <laughs> Chud? Like, oh shit, <laughs> under ten minutes. Who had under ten minutes? <laughs> uh, I um, mean, he plays yeah. dads a lot now. That's his yes. new yes. thing. Uh, uh, the uh, AB uh, Bryant, the AD Bryant uh, show. I'm forgetting the name of it. Shrill, oh, uh, Shrill yes, Shrill, yes. yes. He's the dad on Shrill. Uh, and I, I mean, it's funny that Home Alone did kind of make him like he had to become kind of a kids actor. Yes, that's like right. Rookie of the Year and this, d- despite their you know the leanings of his characters in both movies, really. Uh, yeah. They are for children. Uh, and, and I think it would have been f- fun for him to actually be able to grow up and be in like more serious stuff, play like a, a lanky, not exactly a chud kind of character, but like, you know, a guy who runs a, an AA uh, meeting yeah, or something right. like that. I mean, stuff like in, that. He was in City Slickers, which is more, a, that's kind of a dramedy. An, an Ingmar Bergman movie. I mean, it's fucking... <laughs> Well, that sure. open part with Yardley Smith there. Yeah, that's uh, a Cassavetti's motion picture. What about, has anyone ever seen Diner? It always seemed too oh, boomery yeah. for my taste. Yes, it's I've a super seen, boomer movie. I've seen Diner and it's, it's all right. Got yeah, some fun not, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like every other Barry Levinson movie. But it's got a, quite a cast. Yeah. He's, uh, what's that? There's like that cycling movie that he's into, I thought. Breaking what is that movie Away? Called? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's okay. That he's pretty good in that, but he's very was, young. In, he's very young in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like the Home Alone extension is what like makes this movie oh, yeah. exist. But it's like, and I, I this gets thrown around a lot, and like I think ninety percent of it is false when it is said. But I think it's very true here with this movie Bushwhacked, and I suspect it might be why here in the prudish states of America. This movie is not on Disney Plus because this is a it's a 20th century Fox movie back in 95. So that's all folded in with Disney now. And like we've heard from like Canadian and UK friends that they have had bushwhacked on Disney Plus. But Mm -hmm. this is indeed a movie that you would not get made today. A movie where a guy is around all these children. He's constantly smoking and like blowing the smoke in their face and being shitty to children and waving guns around. Really smart. They don't touch the third rail here. There is no joke miss. Uh, there's no joke about. There's no people misunderstanding. There's no fear of molestation in this film. That's the yeah. third rail. The yep. movie knows it. It changes everything. <laughs> yes. If someone's like, "What is, is he? What's he doing with those kids?" Like that convict with my kids. That per- like if somebody just even calls him a pervert, the whole movie goes off the rails. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? You're like, totally right. You're totally right. I think that's a lot to do with Daniel Stern's performance too. Is he's very sure. careful to make him. There is an innocent element to him. Yes, like, exactly. you know, he would not do something like that from, yeah. from the get go. And like, I, I mean, I, I love this opening. I love how like quickly we get into him just being like, well, he is willing to put his life on the line for man. It's like 50 bucks over like whatever it is, like 10 deliveries. So at max, again, your life on the line, your life is worth $500 to you. Yep. And Anthony held uh, the great, I should say the great Anthony held. Hell Um, yeah. (laughs) uh, Dr. Chilton from, uh, from uh, silence, silence, silence. silence. And I think he's also, comes back in red dragon. Um, And he just, 
one of our greatest snooty actors, just lo- lo- a guy yep. that should have sheet cake falling on him at the end of every movie that he's in, <laughs> yeah. um, is can clock this dude because I mean, like he's what he, what Held is getting is sixty million dollars out of this whole situation, this whole right. crooked deal. Like, wouldn't you just be like, yo, dude, I'll give you 50 grand. You know what I mean? Like, just like, yeah, no, Greece. What? But he knows that he can get away with it for 500. He looks 50 he, grand he, sounds like you're You're involved in something now. 50 bucks is just like, oh, you know, I was just around, man. Like, it, it yeah. has that element. to You know, it's kind of like the Big Lebowski in a way, how it's just like falling backwards into weird little plots and getting money and but yeah. this is like Anthony Hill looks at this guy and he's like, that's a guy that has more than once slept overnight in an OTB. He will do <laughs> this gig for $500 and that will be like amazing to him. He will think that he's ripping me off, you know? Uh, but yeah, so he works for Freedom Express. He is sashaying down the street to go to work at Freedom Express. His boss is uh, Art Evans from Die Hard 2. He's like Thank the guy you, that's like yeah. showing Bruce Willis around the airport at different parts or whatever. He's on, maybe on the radio on with guy. him. Yes. 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 And when he's yelling Grabowski and stuff, it sort of sounds like the police chief is reaming him out, but he's oh, just yes. his yes. boss at Freedom Express. Can I ask you guys, I mean, like, again, like, this is my first time. I know you guys all grew up with it. Was it is this like a 12 timer for you guys? Like, have you seen this? Oh, movie? yes. Dozens yeah. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. This Got was it. in the Jupin household. This was owned on VHS. My brother and my younger sister and I watched the ever loving shit out of Bushwhack. Like, okay. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen wow. this movie. It's up there with like, those VHS tapes that were just on repeat in our house, like the second fucking Ace Ventura movie, I could not tell you how many times I've seen that movie. Sure. Like, the, just, it was just one of those. The farting jazz rock score just in my <laughs> oh, head. Tattooed because in there. That, let's talk about the score for a second. Because it's not quite fat guy John Candy music, mm-hmm. but there is something to it. It's fart it's jazz fat, might be it's, it. It's fat kid uh, <laughs> music. That, that's that's the difference. It's, it's, it's more Camp Candy to, music. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, 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 yeah that works. <laughs> I mean, it's more to that degree because there's not there's a jumpiness to it. They're not like. There's no yes. sexiness or like danger to it, yeah. which is but what you want with your John Candy music. What it also has up and down is some wailing guitar solos mm-hmm. when you need it. That oh, guitar yeah. is here for you with this score. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, he's got to give this delivery to Mr. Bragdon, uh, which we learn as he gets to the house is Anthony Heald because you have this hilarious like painted portrait yes. of him or whatever. And I love this like Daniels. I mean, so much of this is just a cartoon, right? He walks in sniffing around like what's cooking he opens a door and like bragdon is like maybe in this office on fire and it's like oh what's cooking human flesh like we're making those kind of jokes in this movie a little bit you know yeah. um so he, yeah it's yes so at this 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 initial scene here where he goes to the fire and he starts screaming ah fire you know and john Polito comes out hell yeah as fbi you're under arrest the supporting cast Really helps make this movie. We also get Brad Sullivan later, who's excellent in this. Um, so yeah, he pulls a gun on uh, Max Grabowski. You're under arrest, and the other agent runs in, bumps into him. The gun falls. It goes across the floor, and now Max Grabowski has the gun. Mm. Now turn, this, turn, turn the tables on these guys. <laughs> that's right. This yeah, yeah. Uh, this I'll, other guy is the young guy from The Fugitive, yes. and then later returns in U.S. Marshals, where I believe he's. 
at least shot or maybe even murdered? No, he's killed. Yeah, he gets killed. So, <laughs> spoiler killed? alert for everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoiler it, alert for U.S. Marshals. It's it, it's a big twist moment. You'll you'll see it coming when when we finally do U.S. Marshals in a couple. Oh, months. it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. here we got Max just point Daniel Stern pointing the gun at John Polito. I'm telling you, there's a fire in there. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I uh, I love the uh, him running out, jumping out this window again, super cartoonishly. Oh, like, just jumping out a glass pane window, yes. Yeah. And uh, with the box, the box explodes. There's money everywhere. I'm taking some of that money. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm, of course, definitely. That'll come yeah. in handy when I'm on the lamb. Exactly. But I know, like Max Grabowski is supposed to be like a coward or whatever. But even still, again, this is a dude that has multiple times done an overnight at an OTB. Like yep. this guy's picking up some of that cash as he scurries away. Oh, yeah. or whatever. This is the type of guy that would pick up cigarette butts, you know, and create yeah, oh, his yeah. own. Yeah, uh, just see if anything's left. Just gonna see if anything's left. <laughs> Maybe a couple puffs left on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, Polito's Polito's the guy who's working with Polito from the future. It is. It does put a button on the fact that this is essentially uh, uh, the fugitive for dumb kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is because it's a less. classic wrongman thing yeah, at yeah. this point, right? He is like accused of murdering Bragdon. I do love a, at least a little bit here, Steve. There's a hint of like there's no establishing shot and there's no sign that they know him here. However, I think he is a regular at this scumbag bar that he goes yes. to oh, yeah. to call the boss. And this is this great line where he's like, you got to look up. Any more deliveries for Reinhardt Bragdon and the guy from Die Hard 2 is like, what does he have to do with it? And there's this great Daniel Stern screaming, because that's the guy I killed, like in this bar. <laughs> you don't understand. They wanted to find out what Provastic was. To- <laughs> the guy who who guy who burned down the house had one, he had a fake right arm. A fake right arm. <laughs> yeah, the yelling, that's the guy I killed. You know, because I'm being framed. It, yes. I just um daniel yes. stern what a master master class right here Gorgeous. it's fucking funny man i mean here's the thing 65 percent of what you hear in this movie is daniel stern screaming in one way or another he's sure. either screaming dialogue or just that amazing daniel stern there's a spider on my face in home alone screaming i was very pleasantly surprised because i thought it was going to be like the kids were going to home alone him at some point and really yeah. start turning the screws. They almost do it a little bit, but it, 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 the moment passes. It's not a kid power movie, actually. Again, no, pleasantly surprised by that. That's what's yeah. great, right? Is it's, and it's kind of fascinating. And again, why I don't think you would sort of write a movie this way. Like it's a movie where an adult is paired with children, yes. right? So think about another one that came out kind of around the same time, like three years before, like the mighty ducks. That's way more, I mean, one, obviously, kid power. They fucking win the game and whatever. Mm. But also, like, it's more the kid's story than it is Emilio. Like, Emilio Estavez is not the main character of the Mighty Ducks. No, Daniel Stern, as Max Grabowski, is the main character of Bushwhacked, a movie where an adult is paired with some children who are also there and have plenty to do. But Daniel Stern is the focus of the movie at all times. Absolutely. And I and I think it's very important to say, like, I, I love that you made that connection because it is really about, hey, derelicts of the world, der- derelicts of the <laughs> yes. nation. United why don't you, take over. <laughs> why sorry. don't sorry. you all come together and help us raise our kids? Why sure. don't you <laughs> sure, yeah. get off your ass, stop trying to steal, get $50 for, like, swindling money. Uh, and why don't you just like stake down 
Become a camping expert. How about that? It, How about- it takes a village, Chris. It really <laughs> exactly, does. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And Daniel Stern helps with that village. So uh, he finds out, like, oh, the, there's another delivery for this guy, but it's going to Devil's Peak. And Daniel Stern says, Devil's Peak? Why would anybody want to go to the mountains? Mm. And it cuts to this really funny, like, the joke is the camera's just flipped, and it's these yeah. little boys. You think they're, like, climbing a mountain at first, but it's just they're in this dude's driveway crawling on the ground. I do like the way the camera sort of, like, tilts. Because what happens? At, like, what breaks the illusion? Like, a dog walks up or a, another, a kid a on a tricycle. Tri- another kid on a tricycle is like, yeah. what yeah. are you kids doing? Kind yeah, the thing. camera kind of, like, flips. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. And, you know, it's the mid-90s, man. You better believe these are fucking five white boys. You cannot tell the difference between. I, well, you need to get some differentiation. I mean, A, having a black kid would be fantastic. Um, but also just, like, character differences. There's, like, the the lead and then the boy that with the blonde hair or almost Gordy exactly. and other Gordy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gordy and Gordy squared. The fat kid, at least like he's a, the fat kid uh, yes. and B he's a liar. The nerdy guy is a nerdy guy and he's a scaredy cat. Milton Fishman. He built Fishman. You need between Gordy and other Gordy. We need something going. And I thought yes. the thing was going to be other Gordy was going to get with not get with, but like, you know he's got become, a crush on the girl yeah he's gonna be right. the boyfriend of the little I'm girl i'm glad we don't do that shit these kids are just fucking props you know they're along <laughs> for the ride mm-hmm. honestly yeah they're there to like help heighten like jokes that happen around them but like you don't give a fuck about these kids you don't give a shit mm-hmm. like what what the merit badge situation is and they're like fake uh- Boy Scout organization they're in. Did did any of you feel fucking anything when Gordy goes flying off the ridge? I certainly didn't. <laughs> no, I no, was like, well, well, whoops, we lost one. <laughs> I was more worried because I was like, it looks like they lost one. <laughs> I was more worried just because I was like, fuck. Now the movie dictates Daniel Stern's got to go down that down there and save him, and now I'm worried. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I got super worried for my dear, dear Daniel Stern as Max wow. Grabowski. But by the way, once we do get to those mounds, great. Great photography in these sequences. Yeah. We are outside. We are filming. I, Shit, you know. I will say, um, uh, my good friend Cam Rippy helped me out to watch this movie. Came over with, and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever that was, so, that's like a Blu-ray transfer. It is gorgeous. It, it looks is. Oh, well, someone no, lovingly. I have never <laughs> seen it look that good, this, and this is pirated from. You know, we got we got handed this, it down. Doctor Torrentino gave us like a prescription. You sh- like usual, you're just you. You get them flipped up. They're brothers. I understand. You were talking. You were watching David Ripley. Oh, of uh, course, David Ripley, or as he goes, David. Sometimes, um, <laughs> got it. Uh, he uh, he was the one you were talking to and and, and, and watching the movie with. Uh, yeah, but they look alike. They look identical yes. sometimes. I I, I, I get why you think that way. Uh, here's the other thing: how with like the outright crap. That gets put on Blu-ray these days. Like, how has this movie not received a proper Blu-ray release? You cannot buy this on anything but standard def DVD. Yeah, well, because used. I, I am sitting next to three of the only people that would buy it. This is the problem. <laughs> oh, this no, is no. the problem. It's true. Eric, Eric, Eric yes. it's yes. true. Just, just it you true. gotta accept it. It's true. The one guy that asked me when we're doing it, maybe he would buy it too. That's four right there. Well, my uh, sister would get a copy. There's another sale. 
that, I mean, there's an alternate world where where this is given the proper respect. Mm-hmm. It should. Uh, sure. This was part of apparently like a deal Daniel Sturd had with the studio, and he was going to do multiple sense. movies, not bushwhacked, but multiple projects. But since this one failed. They uh, they threw that deal out, and it's just we could have had way more Daniel Stern in our lives. Had this well, this was ninety five. When was um? What the fuck year is Rookie of the Year? Because he like he's an executive producer on this movie as well as starring in it. He, if I'm remembering right, he directed Rookie of the Year. He did. That sounds right. Yeah, Rookie of the Year is nineteen ninety three, so it's prior to this movie. Okay, got it. All right. can I go to the cast a little bit here? Sure. Yeah, do it uh, up. We, we have Corey Carrier as Ralph, also known as Other Gordy. He's a blonde yeah. kid. Okay. Uh, d- he was. I mean, he's got a great career. One previous episode, The Adventures of Pinocchio, he played Lampwick, if you'll oh, remember. Oh, sure. And I think at that uh, time we were like, hey, that kid's in Bushwick. Um, something, something, you know. Uh, he did, one of his biggest roles was he played even younger uh, Indiana Jones Jr. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And also played Richard Nixon at 12 years old in the movie Nixon. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> that's amazing. Do you think he was like, I'm Richard Nixon. <laughs> Probably. I hope so. Yeah. What He's is that? The, that's a, the Oliver Stone movie? Yes, yep. it is. With Anthony Hopkins? I never saw oh, it, yeah. actually. Is it any really good? Really good. Oh, is yeah. it really? It's, it's very long, but like, Sure. I mean, if, do you like Long Oliver Stone, like JFK? Do you like JFK? Then it's it's a yeah. very similar timber, timber. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, I just never got around to it. I remember that like a a memorable but not great VHS cover. Yeah, it's just that. half of his face. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, Hopkins yeah. Face. It was yeah. kind of whatever. But also, he like Anthony Hopkins as Nixon also looked like it could have been Anthony Hopkins playing Ed Sullivan, and it was yes. always kind of weird. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, any more with the cast there, Steve? Who else you got? Well, I'm looking it up. Um, he is. Oh, I see. The uh, Gordy uh, played Peggy's like shitty boyfriend that she's almost going to like get engaged to in, in the suitcase at Mad Men. Um, oh, sure. Like, it goes it, wait, out with her parents and like her mom's like, we're all here waiting for you. This kind of a thing. <laughs> is he the uh, one that lives in the shitty apartment or like the apartment in a shitty area or something? No, that's, is that, yeah, that that's guy? A, that's another one of her boyfriends. This guy, he's only okay. in three episodes, but. Oh, got it. So okay. there's that. And that's kind of his big uh, blah, blah, blah. I got nothing else going on for him. Uh, episode, episodes and numbers. Uh we got, oh, we forgot that there's Dana, the, the little kid. Yeah, tiny that kid's, he sadly passed away, that guy. Oh, did, I knew oh, really? some, somebody had to be dead. I knew you run someone. the numbers on a, on a kid cast like this. Someone, uh-huh. he, he had like, I think it was like heart heart conditions or something. He died oh. like at 30 or something like that. Fucking Poor tragedy. Fella. I yeah. mean, have we have we mentioned Ann Dowd being the fucking no, Ann Dowd. Like right the here. hammer. Mom. Hell yeah. yeah. Looking fantastic. Just absolutely radiant. Mm-hmm. This is some real... Nice, not too shabby mid nineties and dowd right here. Not, not a bad say. situation. It is like that that glowing mom vibe of like if you went over to a friend's house and like your friend's mom was like kind of attractive and you sure. were like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like that's Ann Dowd in this movie. She's yeah. looking pretty good and she's doing some good shit in this movie too. It's not like shitty mom character you have like a little bit of what you can glean what's going on here gordy uh gordy's dad and her probably not together anymore she's like the you know de facto leader of this scout troop which like makes them kind of the the shitty troop because she can't do things right because she's mom so everything's like quote-unquote lame versions of how they're going to get their merit badges or whatever and that's sort of like yeah 
that's Gordy 2's whole uh, <laughs> argument is yes. uh, the Kyle to Gordy Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and he, I mean, the, the funny thing is that they're like, oh, what, what, for cooking, we're making pudding. And like, yeah, I kind of get it. I get what you're talking about. You're not really doing much for it. But also like, you have like a, a parent who's actually trying to like yeah. fucking like support this thing that you like to do. You apparently like to do. I don't really know. You act, you fucking complain all the time. So who knows? Really, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like who kids. is forcing the scouts on these? Like, you know, was it a decree from the father? Like maybe then like if the father was dead versus like divorced, sure. then yeah. it's like, we got to keep this going. Cause your father <laughs> loves the scouts too. Anybody uh, in this room, uh, a, a, a cub scout or I, I was. Yeah. Really? I was. Yes, wow. I was. And I actually, I did kind of enjoy it. Uh, you know, but I stopped going because it conflicted with the time the Simpsons aired on Sundays. So. <laughs> Me too. Uh, exactly no the same. Uh, uh, I, I, I made my choice and I'm glad I did. I was very happy with it because they, yeah, I, I don't know what, what the scheduling with, they always had it that, that time. And like, like Sundays I, at seven or something. Yeah. I was doing pretty good. I won like the pine box derby. I was doing pretty oh, good. Wow. In scouts. Wow. Well, I did not I, win I, that. I, I participated and it didn't go well. I didn't get a trophy. <laughs> first oh, off. Oh, you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you didn't get a participation yeah, trophy, yeah, is what so you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, on the cruise... Wait, wait, drunk driving? How'd you, how'd you fuck up the Pine Box Derby there? <laughs> I just did... I think I... The thing is with that... Well, Chris, are you talking... Pine you, Wood Derby. You carve, you carve these models, right? It's piece of... You, you, you make a car out of one piece of wood, and, and then wood. you have to design the tire to make sure... Okay. And you, you have to weigh it enough so that it goes down a, a slant like this. And that's this. my problem is oh. I was like, I'm going to make it so slick. Oh, and then I carved away most of the wood so it's not going to go as fast. It doesn't uh. have the momentum down, going downhill. You, you need weight, that boy. You need like I put a quarter on the on the hood of mine. Cheater. Hold on. Really wait, did. wait, hold on. That's cheating. That is cheating. But no, they allowed it. Oh, no. Uh, they, it was very prominent. I'll allow wow. it. No, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, by the way, while we, we were going through some of the cast, some of the crew stuff is interesting. The writers are pretty interesting. One, Bobby Farrelly, one of the Farrelly brothers, oh wow, did, wrote this screenplay with some other people, including Tommy Swerdlow, who wrote Cool Runnings, Little Giants. Okay. Oh um, wow. Yep. Snow it dogs. Familiar. Uh, no. Okay. Wait, is that the Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? Snow I think dogs. So. I think yeah. so. Um, the Grinch, the 2018 Scott Mosher, The Grinch, and then finally this past year. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So this hey. guy, look at this guy. What a career. What a career. Puss in Boots, mm-hmm. Last Wish, man. Fun movie. Uh, I never saw Whatever. it. I probably will never will unless never we do it. Not. But <laughs> the, the, people have been raving about it. And mm. I just want to let you know, thank Bushwhacked. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you. your local Bushwhacked. Thank um, Bushwhacked. The fat kid, by the way, is Barnhill, this guy. And you are introduced. I mean, you're. We've been introduced to them climbing the mountain or whatever, but when they're like getting ready to make the brownies or whatever it is, this kid's like peeping out the window at a naked neighbor. Yeah, you get dude. a little bit of that going on. He's well, like, "Oh, Mrs. So and So's oh, changing." But th- mm-hmm. that's the beginning of him very obviously lying. Like the kid, yes. tiny kid, comes over and is like, "Oh, let me see, let me see." And he's like, "Oh, oh it never happened. It, it, she went away." She immediately uh, went away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, because no, he also says something, something. I, I climbed the Kilimanjaro with my dad once yes. and whatever. And like, and they're like, well, why doesn't your dad ever come around? And he's like, well, super spies aren't allowed to do that. It's like, oh, dude, you just got abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> you just got yeah. abandoned. And this, but, he's portrayed by Max Goldblatt, who was uh, one, of the, one of the kids in Heavyweights. 
Mm-hmm. That checks out. Oh, okay. that makes all the sense. I mean, like, oh, these yes. whatever these movies were around, like you know, ninety two to like production year, like ninety four, ninety five. You were swapping a lot of kids around with all of those sure. movies, kids man. Swap, all these like dude, Hollywood, <laughs> Oof, boy. <laughs> I, I have some documents that they're still swapping kids. Yeah, would actually oh, right. just ask Jim Caviezel exactly. What's the movie that I, I, I love? Are, are you going to be on? Uh, you know are you going to be on Russell Brand's show soon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because my favorite movie is watching kids be abducted. Oh my goodness! My favorite movie is Sound of Whatever's Sound of uh, Freedom. So, oh, and then this is where Ann Dowd is like, hey, everybody, I'd, I'd also like to introduce the new member of the troop, Kelsey Jordan. And uh-oh, a girl's joining the scout troop. Wait, what? <laughs> Record yes. scratch. Is that yes. is that allowed? Oh, my Lord. Anyway, I, it kind of comes to nothing, too, in a way. No, I mean, the only thing that we got a bra bomb at some point. That's about that's it. That's true. And yes. kiss, Which that, does work, nerdlinger. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in handy for sure. Yeah, that really does. Uh, so those are the kids, and that's what they're you know gearing up to do. They want to do this overnight thing. Mom, why can't we do the overnight? We cut back to Daniel Stern, who, like, now the police are after this guy and yes. he's trying to get up to Devil's Peak to like sort things out uh you know with his whole misunderstanding and I fucking love like this gag of him trying to steal the cars and like so all the good. car alarms are going off and then he gets in the car and he's ready to go and there's a kid in there's so <laughs> but, many but jokes Andrew, packed into be- this thing before that he before he gets to that car he he go he puts his head down into this other car and the guy's in it <laughs> and he's just like yes. oh uh Got your keys? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> moves on to the next car, which then, yes, the, this woman goes into the store, leaves her kid in the car, and he sits in the car, and he turns it on, and the kid in the back's like, mister, I got to take a dookie, and it's uh, a kid that is too old to be sitting in this car oh, seat. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is like, that's what's so great about this. You have, you're like triple punch with the jokes right here one yes a child just being left in this car ridiculous mm-hmm. then daniel stern getting in the car and there's the kid uh-oh the kids got to make the dookie but then him leaving this child in the car seat on the side of the road and then when you get the full <laughs> vision of the kid he's way too large for this car seat and that's yes. something there's parents out there man i gotta say Oh yeah, it's more with strollers. When your kid's too big for a stroller, I'm sorry, but it's embarrassing. Stop humiliating your child if their fucking feet are dragging on the sidewalk just because you don't want to carry yep. it or whatever. Get a bigger stroller or I don't get a backpack or something. This is embarrassing. I never forget a face, even if it's a child's, and I will know what he looks like as an adult. And I'll be like, "You're <laughs> the kid from the stroller. It was way too old to be in it, isn't you? I like to use some. Gra- You're the stroller boy, hey? <laughs> you were in a stroller as a baby, like that's a burn. <laughs> it's him and his wife and his two children. Could you please stop? I, I'm, you, I'm, your feet were dragging on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you were bushwhacked. That's what you were bushwhacked once. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'm going to call the police. That sounds like some type of sex crime. Also, did you just defecate yourself? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, speaking of dookie, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, so this is Ann Dowd has decided she cannot take these kids on the overnight hiking trip that they want to do for this merit badge. So we need a more experienced scout leader. And in she hires Jack Erickson. Uh, played by the great Brad Sullivan from Slapshot and a thousand other fucking movies. From uh, one of my favorite scenes in The Untouchables. Yes. He's the guy that the the guy that won't cooperate until um 
uh, I think Andy Garcia pulls up. Uh, it's a Kevin Costner takes a dead body and shoots it. And pretends like he, uh, oh. like he's a- a- asking questions and blah blah blah. And he shoots the dead body in the head. He's like, "You're next," and he goes, ah, I'll, "I'll cooperate." Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. like was that that was like near the Canadian border or something yes, that sequence. Yeah, yeah I rewatched uh, Untouchables not too long ago. It's still good. It's, it holds up. It's a movie that like I constantly forget exists. And then when I watch it, I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah untouchables. Um, so this dude is making his way to the same starting point uh, as Daniel Stern is. There's a mix up at this general store here mm-hmm. and he runs into this guy. And this is again, just Daniel Stern, like the low level scumbag stuff parks, a stolen car in a handicap space. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the gag when, when he's like trying to ask the guy like directions to devil's peak and the news starts broadcasting his face, he just puts his face over the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that great gag of like the facial expression on the mugshot is the yeah. same one that he's making in the store. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, Fucking devil's peak, it. tough drive. What kind of car you're driving? The one parked in the handicapped zone in enters Brad <laughs> Sullivan. Oh man, this is great. Dude, and these people exist too and it's a, it's a fridge too far for my taste, but like the I'm an inconsiderate person sticker that, yeah, that we're doing. It. It's I so got great. A little story about that sort of um, Uh-oh. It, in my condo complex, uh there was a car that was parked in a uh, guest spot and the one of these guys I know from the HOA was a real piece of work. Um <laughs> he did this he did that to this guy's car. Oh, really? Really? It was like he, he he printed out a whole note and like fucking duct taped it to the side of his car wow. on the glass and shit. Whoa. And was like, this car is usually parked up the street. This is a private play, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the dude has lived here for like 30 years and he got furious about it. And apparently <laughs> it was like impossible to get the shit off his window. Oh, man. Yeah, I, that's I, brutal, I, dude. Small town life. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> small town like, vengeance. Yeah, this guy. This guy has a full sticker though, which is like really some extra effort. He goes. He has to get that designed. He has well, to get that uses printed. Crazy glue. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's it's crazy glue. He's still printing Let's these see. things out, and they're yep. nice, like meticulously cut Looks out stickers or paper. Yeah, 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 that's true. That it is twisted. I mean, the thing, the the funny thing about this with Ann Dowd, yeah, is that Ann Dowd. She gets shook. Like she seems to, she thinks she's doing a great job of this until she hears Gordy two complaining about it. Like she uh-huh. actually gets shook by Gordy two being like, yeah. look, we're making pudding. This is terrible. We have to do something about it. I, I don't, I would like to think she's stronger than that. And that what she's actually doing is seeing an opening for a week long. She has her whole roster of fuck buddies ready to oh, come sure. by. And then she's going to have that happening while Gordon and all of his little dumbass friends are out fucking <laughs> hiking with this guy. She can be home enjoying life for once. Right. And like well, I guess having the, the run of her house. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Do you keep cutting back to all these guys waiting for the gangbang to start? <laughs> <being> like, <laughs> oh, yes. Well, do you want to start? Jerk? Well, I'm not jerking. It's gay. If we, there ain't no chick here, man. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get into that. Where's, where's, where's Annie? And Steve, down. You, you hit on something. Surprisingly, no homophobic remarks in this film. Shot one. Yeah, yep. that one. That's Which pretty great. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's um. So like the next day, uh, she's like, yeah, we, we have a, a new, we have a what? We, what do you call? It? We have a, we have, we have uh, we've got the greatest uh, scout leader ever. He's gonna he's gonna teach you guys. And little Dana, they're like, oh, Dana can't go because his, his dad said no. 
And then at the last second, Dana shows up with a permission slip. Mm-hmm. Come on, Ann Dowd. You got to yep. be smarter than this. Yeah. Like her, her, the dad later is reaming her and he's right. Because you got to yeah. be like, oh, okay, cool, Dana. Let me just call your dad really quick because I heard that he didn't want you to do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, does and she the- need to be smarter or does she have a date with several men? That she was looking forward to and sees that this little son of a bitch might throw a wrench in it. Well, I mean, if that kid don't go, it's no concern of hers. She yeah, can still be getting gang Send him home. I Drive him home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. But still, late start. The, the point that the dad makes is fairly accurate, though. He's like, you couldn't tell the difference between yes. a child's handwriting and my signature. <laughs> what is that in The Simpsons? And then it looks like exa- Homer's actual yes. signature. Is- <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Uh, but anyway, back to the, the the general story scene. It ends with like Daniel Stern super glues Erickson to his hands and his chin to the steering wheel of the stolen car. And he steals this dude's Hummer and drives off set for the same spot. Un- unbeknownst to him, this guy's been hired to take the kids or whatever and i do this fucking moment of him like in the traffic and there's like this geriatric cycling club crossing the street he's losing his fucking mind screaming at these old people they're just like hello oh hello (laughs) hey hey the shots i'm gonna run you over okay the shots of these these they look so stupid these dudes going on their bikes, these older people and just them politely waving and it is just played for such a comic effect that it's just great. I I, I really love the shot of that going, going hey! Like, because he screams like, get your wrinkled asses out of the way and they're like, yeah. hello! Yeah, and he, he uh, glued Erickson to his car that was stolen to drive south and don't stop. Uh, So the there's a cop that comes and this is a great like Again, it tells you a lot about what level of like crime scumbag this dude is. Like this cop comes up like, oh, hello there. And he immediately like breaks down, starts screaming like it was all a mistake. It wasn't my fault, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just got a little lost. That happens. We'll take you right to the, the hiking spot. Because he's lucky because Brad Sullivan's Humvee says Scoutmaster on it, which is smart. Uh <laughs> Let's you know who's inside the car at all times. It's yeah, but but the guy's you know is, is so anal that I could see yeah. him doing that. Sure, it's just Steven, like, do you have I, a car with podcaster on the back? Is that I, I don't. Car has? <laughs> <laughs> I have That's shoes. not a I mean, question I, for Steve. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I just look like a podcaster in general, and I'm walking around the street, so that works out. <laughs> He's got a sticker on his ass that he puts. <laughs> <though, I guess. laughs> yeah, if you get involved in any type of crime, Steve, someone will just the police will stop you and be like, "Whoa, you got a little lost." The uh, <laughs> the podcast festivals this way. <laughs> So whatever, he gets a police escort and he shows up and he gets out the car and they're like, hey, you're your new scout leaders here, or whatever, your hike leader. And these kids like swarm him immediately because like and Dowd, I guess, has like gotten, I don't know, this Erickson's like bio to read yes. these kids or whatever. But they know about all these great feats that he's done over the years. And they're like, oh, you know, tell us about the time you climbed Kilimanjaro and just this great. A guy not understanding that he's talking with children or not caring or whatever. And it's like, tell us about the time he killed, uh, climbed Kilimanjaro. And it's like, it was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking great. And, and he like, said the it was fact in the, that in, he said it was in the Alps or whatever. And they're like, what? Hey, wait, that's, yeah, that's wrong. It's like, well, I had to cross the Alps to get there. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, the cop's like, oh, what a hike that must have been or whatever. Like <laughs> The fact that every adult in this movie isn't yes. immediately like, all right, so he killed the scout leader and, right. you know, threw the body in the forest, the right? kids are like, wow, look at your high-tech hiking shoes and they're, they're, they're Italian tassel loafers. <laughs> that needs to come into play later. Like, those things would be garbage. You know they're what yes. I mean? Yeah, like, they would just try off to shred it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his feet would be totally just bleeding the entire yes. I mean, the amount of, like, real-world, like, cuts, bruises, dings, B.O., oh, sure. ball funk in this movie... All coming from Daniel Stern's character. Sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> Pretty intense shit. Um, but by the way, when, it's he, like, when he walks yeah. away with them in this scene, there's such little jokes throughout this whole movie. He's walking away with these kids, you know, leaving the police and the parents or whatever, and he sneezes directly on them. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Just, that he his thing is like, all right, you guys walk, and I'm going to watch you guys. And evaluate you from behind, which is amazing because he just leaves his initial instinct, which is the right one. I was going to leave these kids in the woods. It'll be yep. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But yep. then he's no so qualms bad. whatsoever. But then he's so bad at being in the woods that he tries to get, get away from them and he ends up in front of them, which is, I thought, a great gag. You know, you, you hike in circles if you're lost. It's true. And he was but, he's a scaredy cat as well because he's Daniel Stern. You know, he's, yes, it's, he gets it, really nervous. An instant freak out. Within like 10 steps, there is a massive freak out right here. Uh, but yeah, he just winds up back in front of him again. There's this other weird detail about this, you know, the real Erickson guy where like, I guess just because he's a good climber or whatever, they call him Spider. And so like these kids are all really running this nickname into the ground yes. like immediately yes. which pisses him off which it, that's that's the correct reaction i knew i knew an outdoorsman with the nickname spider as a kid it wasn't really in the scouts it was like a part of a day camp situation you do like nature hikes with this guy called spider which i never mm. knew his actual name everyone was just like well, you kids are going with spider for the day uh-huh. oh i look wow. like frank zappa <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Thankfully, nothing happened. <laughs> I like to get one. lost. <laughs> no, we didn't get lost. Uh, it was pretty, you know, easygoing hiking, but uh, sc- you know, scary, right? You leave your kids with spider for why, the day. Why, why not just call him Sam? Like what? The yeah, fuck? Yeah. like what, what, what's so what? But the what thing is, is elevated about spider? The vibe was not. He. It's not because he was a great climber. It was like. This dude likes spiders or something. This guy was weird. This <laughs> oh, guy had something weird. wrong. He with had a him. spider phase, or he had yeah. a spider tattoo on his uh, his uh, elbow, maybe. Possibly. That could have been like if he was like an old roadie or something. I mean, sadly, guys, that reminds me. I didn't get what? to explore his body. Sadly, oh, oh well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm that's sorry, fun. Eric. It does remind me though of that one time in Far Out Queens. We were doing karaoke at a dive bar, and that dude oh, who yeah. was like clearly the king of that karaoke night, Spider Jones. Spider Jones, Good that's right. Jones. I think he spelled it with a Y too. Yeah, that's oh, well, the that's a cool way. That's yeah, you know. that's the great thing about those. You get to see the sign up sheet and everything. That was from <laughs> the, that was the night that me and Chris did that beautiful duet of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." We did. I'm, I think I'm about it every time. I got that. Every time the song comes on, you're right, Chris. Someone should have been fucking filming that. I don't know yeah, what we were thinking. Yeah. That would have been perfect to release with the 700th episode. I think <laughs> probably that. that happened so long ago that like cameras didn't exist. Video yet. on phones wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We weren't shooting in HDR to capture you guys uh, doing that. So we get, you know, we're on the way, basically. We get to, I like the campground that they go in, which like, 
might be a bunch of hippies like yeah. dropping some acid and hanging out. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah. It really is this like, and Eric, I'm sure you experienced this on the trail. Like, there's like sort of like places that feel almost like Grand Central Station a little bit, like the popular uh, areas. Yeah, yeah, for like. Sure paths all coming together at the same location or something yeah yeah then this is uh this was filmed in uh lake the lake tahoe area it looks very beautiful oh, okay oh, yeah. yeah 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 gorgeous area yeah the uh gordy too is upset that it's it's so populated because this kid all he does is complain like all yep. he does yep is complain yeah. it's taxing like so much so that like by the end of the movie when he goes off that rail i'm like oh finally just some quiet <laughs> The uh, what do you call it there uh, back at the base um, and Dowd and the rest of the group find out that they, their kids have indeed been kidnapped by Mad Max Grablowski. Right. Because the they is. find yeah. the scoutmaster Erickson uh, glued to this car. And there's a scene of the cops like, get out of the vehicle. I can't. <laughs> I told you I can't. They pull him off the yeah little scream there. I would love it if they fucking just Sonny Corleone this car. Like, all right, you're not going to get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the cops would do in the real world. I guarantee yep. that. Absolutely. Uh, I do the like sound effect here of this dude's chin being ripped yeah. off the steering wheel. And then there is the great, like the scream is so loud that like animals in the forest Ooh, hear it sure. from far away classic, or whatever, which classic. is always funny. They do amp up like he, Daniel Stern's character, uh, is kind of this like indestructible cartoon figure. Sure. Because he's walking around and he's like, oh, geez, all the mosquitoes are getting me really bad. And the nerd kid's like, oh, here's some bug spray. And it's like a combination of like, he's a cartoon character, but also really fucking dumb because the sure. kid is straight up like, this is some bug spray. And he just starts chugging this. Well, in like, his defense, he's, it's bug repellent. But as you still should know not to. What drink is it. the difference? You don't drink anything with bug he, in the title. He chugs it, and then it's like, oh my god, it's a little That's tangy. tangy. <laughs> Which what then, else is tangy? There's a what the fuck? Oh wow, that just knocked loose. I think it's the second Problem Child movie where oh. they have a lemonade stand, or is it the yeah. first one? And Junior pisses in it, and he's like, oh, I, oh, oh, I drank all the lemonade, and he like pisses in it. And then a, uh -huh. is it Gilbert or like a neighbor or somebody? Jack Warden, I think. Is it it's Jack Warden as the grandfather yeah. does it's it? Grandfather. Not, I hope he's not drinking piss. Oh, oh he's drinking piss. He's drinking, yeah, yeah. Look so at this. that's you, it's criminal yeah. that a movie like Bushwhacked, culturally forgotten, Problem Child. I guarantee you could find hundreds of thousands of people have seen it. And not only does one kid piss in this movie, 12 kids piss in this movie. There's such was, good oh. pissing scenes in this movie. <laughs> we are going to get there, folks, but there's a great, great pissing sequence. Uh, the first, first we run afoul of this bear. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I think little Milton uh, is afraid of a, of a, a bear cub and, you know, uh, Grabelski, because he's so stupid, is like, oh, no, it's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and he's like petting it, he's playing it with it. And <laughs> yeah. stuff. And boxing it, and then Mama Bear comes out, and he faints, and he's being dragged around like a corpse. And the kids think, "Oh, this is genius," because in the manual it says you're supposed to play dead. So they start thinking like he's acting out like what to do, like, "Oh, I'm going to get right. involved with this Mama Bear to show the kids what you should do when you encounter when you play dead." Every time they cut to this bear actor 
just swiping away at this Daniel Stern dummy. It is some of the funniest. Man, just like, give me some good dummy stuff like this. Just a big old bear knocking around a dummy. I'll watch like 15 minutes of that. They couldn't afford Bart the Bear, by the way. We we, we see this not Bart the Bear. Yeah, no, I mean, you rarely... Would you reach like the bear acting heights of a Bart the Bear? Like sure. this bear's trying, but like give me I, a break. I will you please. Jer the bear is just fine. He's doing Jer very good. Bear, man. <laughs> he's doing just great. He's a fine, good, and the, the the little one as well, Norman Bear. He's also fine, of course. <laughs> and at this point, they they know that the, there's cops out in the woods, and uh, so now. John Polito and the, the Scoutmaster are following them. They're trying to make up lost ground and catch up. And this is sort of where we get our little pissing sequence. I didn't oh, realize yeah. we were so close to it, but we were close oh, to no, it. Oh, it's, no, it's right here. Oh, I do God. love the shot that opens this where it's like the kids are singing some stupid little marching song. And Daniel Stern's like in front of them. And the way that Stern's like physicality is right here. This guy is just walking like he's on a fucking death march. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, and it's this really great, like, you know, juxtaposition between the kids, like having a great time and singing this song. And this dude is just like, with every step, he wishes he's coming closer to death. <laughs> it's so great. And he's got he's, this he, rifle over his back. And it's just so, his movements look so sloppy. He's so not uh, equipped for this. And yeah, it's great. It's great. John, John Polito, just, hilarious. Love that guy and everything. Uh, and, yeah. He's up against a rock, and uh, you. The scene starts with one of the little, little kid Dana's like, "I gotta pee," and he's like, "Well, there's like, what's stopping you?" And you <laughs> cut to John Pluto at the bottom of a mountain. Like, oh, thank God, there's some, all this mountain rain, and he's bathing in <laughs> six children's piss. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and the kids are singing. I wrote it down. <clears throat> thank you. <clears throat> A little okay, here we go for you guys. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Shake your lizard, let it drain. Move your hips and spell your name. Send it straight, <laughs> send it hard. Now a sword fight and guard. Because oh, no. they wave their dicks at each other. I guess that's what the sword fight is. Yes, then, that's what we learned in Cop and a Half. And then we get the uh, uh, Erickson, the Scoutmaster, be bad news for you, Palmer. That ain't rain. And then we get the last line. Lean back, boys, golden arches. Uh, uh, excuse me. Eat right, your veggies, eat your starches. I'm sorry. It's eat your veggies, eat your starches. Lean back, <laughs> boys. Golden arches. You got, got it. it. Oh, my <laughs> God. I noticed this time around, like, the special effects here are ridiculous. Awesome. When these kids lean Love back, it. the vert that these streams of piss are getting, man. So Were these kids drinking Bud Light all day? Like, what happened? <laughs> it's wild. There was still that much piss left in there, and it's defying gravity that much. Secondarily, oh, yeah. Daniel Stern is not pissing with them, right? He's not. No, he's not. No, 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 no. Yes. Just he's just behind them. See, he's Steve? just instructing them how to piss. He's just yeah. telling them how to do it. It da- it does never gets to that kind of stuff. Exactly. It, except for the, the sex ed talk, maybe a little bit, but. Uh, but yes, yeah, so now John Pluto has been covered in kid piss. He's hard as a rock. Where, where, <laughs> where is John Waters to fucking direct this movie and actually do what? Because this should actually be just going with Joe Polito's character after this and him finding a new way of life now that he finds out he <laughs> loves being pissed on and he takes great relish in it. Also, though, this is the second time we've seen this recently. Uh, if you recall an episode from last season, 
American Pie 2, mm-hmm. where Stifler right. gets pissed on by the MILF guys. And in both of these instances, both uh, Stifler and John Polito's FBI character confuse like warm, hot piss fresh from the fucking source yeah. for mm. like cool summer no, rain. No, no, no. What is wrong with people's sense of feeling in this movie? Like, obviously you're getting pissed on. Well, Stifler uh, thought it was beer, right? He thought he was yes. getting a, 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 pure, a beer a beer poured down his gullet and he's, oh, he's actually right. drinking piss. Uh, you're right. This, I mean, but yeah, like in both cases, it's supposed to be cold anyway, unless it's a hot spring that they're going to climb to. <laughs> I don't think so. It would be great if piss was cold, right? It'd be I feel, co- a little more. Never thought about it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Exactly my train of thought. It would be a little more refreshing. Mm, okay. Oh, there it is. Or maybe yeah. put a little <laughs> menthol in there. Oh God. no! <laughs> no, yeah, keep you away. sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do love uh, they. So, uh, what? What you call it? They scream out. Uh, Daniel Stern sees them. He knows now. He's being chased by these guys, so he runs. And in running, running badge uh, time. Everyone run! It's running badge time. Um, <laughs> the both the the scoutmaster and John Pluto are climbing the mountain. One of my favorite things in all of movies is the ADR fat joke, because what happens <laughs> there? What happens here, folks? Is the scene is done, right? It's just it's yeah. just um, John Pluto and the other guy uh, climbing over the mountain, and like the guys like, "Come on, come on, gosh darn it, what are you doing?" And then there's an ADR thing. It's like, how fat is this guy? And then yes. they, they run off together. But that's like, again, that didn't happen on set. That didn't have, that wasn't in the script. It was like somebody watching the, the final cut. But like, you know, we could squeeze a fat joke in here right now. Yep. Just get somebody in the ADR booth. What a fat fuck. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, I love it. I mean, it is. Yeah. Maybe it's not the in best taste joke, but I do like that. They, this movie, there's jokes nonstop, basically. Mm. Uh, they get to a, a Temple of Doom esque bridge mm-hmm. right here, and I do love Daniel Stern being like, "All right, littlest kid, you're the first one to go across this." I feel thing. Like this is a lot of the trailer, right? This was, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of bridge shenanigans in the mm-hmm. trailer, and it's just a you know your classic Them running over the yes. thing. That was a big uh, a shot in the trailer. I don't know why he doesn't get this little what. You should get Dana. You get him behind a Jeep. Get some nitroglycerin in the back. Get him to drive it over <laughs> yes, there uh, and uh-huh. see how much he's really got as far as Will goes. Uh, this kid, uh, our annoying uh, lead child, Gordy, falls through at one point. And this is Daniel Stern. Again, the character just being such a great scumbag. He's not like necessarily concerned for the child's safety more that it's slowing everything down. He's like, come on, Gordy, stop horsing off out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the scene where the, the part of it, where he, he's just running across at a full clip over this bridge, pushing all the kids forward. <laughs> and somehow one slips through Milton Fishman. Who's just trapped on the bridge. Yeah. He's already started chopping the bridge down. <laughs> I do appreciate. Yes. <laughs> you are trying. You've cut half the ropes out. On this kid is like trapped and paralyzed <laughs> in terror on this rickety rope bridge. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's a good like Fishman. And then we get the whole <clears throat> you are Milton Fishman's super stud in order to get your mindset, yeah, I guess, to get across guy this bridge. Uh, this is also where they do drop a hint. And I mean, God bless him. I miss him every day. Rest in peace, John Polito. You know, amazing and everything he touched. But yes. like, 
This is so. This is where they hint, even though you glean it already, that like maybe John Polito's not necessarily on the up and up yes. because he takes out this fucking rifle and he's <laughs> he's aiming it towards uh, Daniel Stern's character here, and he's just like, "Goodbye, Grabowski. Hello, one million dollars." Yes. And you're like, "Oh well, That's no one's giving an FBI agent a million dollars on the up and up." But Brad Sullivan stops like, you're going to hit the kids. Gosh, darn it. It's like there's a scout on that bridge. So that's right. <laughs> you would hope John Polito would then at that moment shoot Brad Sullivan. <laughs> yes, and exactly. also th- and then go and shoot the child and then shoot <laughs> Grabowski. I don't. Here's the thing. If six kids pissed on me, I got to go down <laughs> the mountain. I got to get changed. I got to yep. shower. Yep. Hotel yeah. night. And then tomorrow I will do what I need to do. Today's day of work is over. <laughs> exactly. I need to watch like hotel television for four hours in a oh, completely yeah. cleaned environment and be like, all right, now I'm okay. Get yep. some hoarders, get some shark tank. You, you're you're going to be <laughs> well, off that. Maybe a ghost hunter show. I think uh, some people would argue, not me, maybe, you know, this is like tech millionaires and billionaires. Sure. Sure. Bathing in the young people's piss is rejuvenating. You know, no, no, uh, uh, Eric, Eric, no, that's blood. I'm sorry. You, yeah, 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 you're thinking of blood, them. It's, it's the blood. This is also they like, pretty good for you, right? They, but no, but they like drinking it. They, they like, like drinking, drinking the piss. It. Wait, what? Who's drinking piss? So many people drink piss, dude. It's crazy. Many tech, be- <laughs> many, many, many tech billionaires do this. Andrew, yeah. You're not aware right? of this? I actually, I there met was... a guy when I was a kid who who proudly drank piss. Yeah. He was he was a what? new he was a new age fella you see oh yeah I like, remember that guy yeah yeah you, no you, you told the story before we're talking about ponytails bead bracelets and some f- loose flowing <laughs> linen and he's like hell yeah I drink I drink my own urine and you know I I think he drank it like twice a cycle or whatever like he'd piss <clears> he'd then drink it and then he would piss again and then drink that and then. After that, I think he's, but, he, he he needs to not drink piss for a little bit. <laughs> but, but but why? Because uh, it rejuvenates you, apparently, right? Yeah. But it's by definition waste. Why are yeah, you reconsuming waste? Because it's waste, but there's still stuff in there that's that's not. Yeah. Waste. I think there's still uh, some water residue. I I don't advocate it. I know Kevin Costner did it in the motion pictures, so everyone wants to do it like Waterworld sure. style. Sure. But well, that was at least it. that was filtered by a gadget, yeah. dude. That's just not dick to mug. The body is a gadget. <laughs> it also that is also true and and as eric eric is is being a little timid uh, elon musk of course is a very outspoken piss drinker is that loves right? it loves it very much uh, i drink it every pish. day <laughs> he likes it cold and he likes it warm i have to have so many babies so i could drink your pish <laughs> i like pissing out the pish i've drank i like pissing double pish why is it bushwhacked on blu-ray pedophile <laughs> Yeah, well, that's gross, Eric. Do you know yeah, what happened like, to that guy? Did he die yeah. from a piss overdose? I, I don't know what happened to him since I never saw him again. Maybe he did pass oh. away from drinking too much piss. <laughs> I might have done it. Ew, God. And also the answer, obviously, the reason to drink piss is for sexual satisfaction. I think that's, that's fine. It, yeah. Yes, yes. I got sure. no stones thrown from this guy. A little bit of dick oh, no, beer yeah. goes down easy. <laughs> exactly. <right>? It's <laughs> all fun. <laughs> You want to do that? Do you want to do that in the bathroom? By the way, not not in the bedroom because that's just gonna get the sheet. Yeah, it's just oh, a mess. Get everywhere. get in the shower. Get in the tub. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something with a drain. People, get a, get a, get a poncho out. Um, I don't care how thick your fucking plastic sheets are. Get in the bathroom. <laughs> so John Toledo tries to shoot 
uh, yes, Grabowski, yeah. but the scoutmaster stops him. Don't you dare. There's a scout on that bridge. And they, you know, he, he psychs up Milton Fishman enough to finally get over the hump. And then he does it do indeed Temple of Doom this bridge pretty well. Yep. John uh, Polito's got to jump for it at the last second. Or like, is it the is it the, no, the Scoutmaster? It's Erickson. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, hey, we're actually doing it. It looks this is like we actually have real shit happening in this movie, which you don't hey, see. Hey Rob, prepare to meet Kali in <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh so we stop to to camp for the night and then this is again just like the brilliant stupidity of this character like the the little nerd kid who's like constantly referring to the scout guide or whatever is like the guide says that when you want to make uh, a fire out here in the woods you got to get some pine cones and they're like collecting these pine cones and daniel stern is just like Wow, here's a real big one. This will keep the fire burning all night. <laughs> it's as big as a football. Yeah. <laughs> this was a real time waste. It's like we need a gag here. Yeah. What's the gag? I don't know. Maybe he's playing football with a beehive. Why would he do that? Shut up. We're shooting. It. To be stung <laughs> by a bunch of bees for my enjoyment. Dude, I love all of these like animated bees straight out of like yes. golden era Disney movies. Like just unapologetically animated looking bees. Pretty great. The joke here at the end, uh, when they're like, the kids are like putting calamine lotion on him or whatever. They're like, well, he stopped seizing five minutes ago, which is kind of funny. Like, when he got Yeah, that's it. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also bee bites of this size. I mean, bug bites in general. It's a funny thing to show. Like uh, yeah. the, having them like have to like put all this stuff on them. It's fun to show. I think is uh, better than like burning his hands or something. There is, there is a wild line at the start of this though, where the, the fishman guy is like the manual says to use pine cones and Daniel Stern's character turns to this child and goes, if the manual said to stick your wiener in a light socket, would you do it? And I was like, (laughs) man, that is a line. Well, I guess he's just sick of this kid already. You know what I he mean? Is. Yeah. He is. Oh, he is. He's sick of all of them, dude. He really wishes he didn't get lost in the woods back at the start of it. Yeah. Or he would <laughs> wish he wasn't bushwhacked. Um, you know, that's a yeah. big problem. <laughs> also that. Yeah. Meanwhile, you don't the, want to get bushwhacked. The scout leader, the scout master and Polito are down at a river because uh, they have to hike around because uh, the bridge is out. And mm-hmm. he's trying to get fish out of the water with his bare hands, talking about how you have to hunt down the goodness in life and everybody wants everything now. And that he is the thin khaki line between morality and depravity. Nice. That's when you're also like, all right, maybe Daniel Stern is like a crazy scumbag guy on the lamb and whatever, but this guy's also crazy. He's sure. fucking crazy. Have in this, mind. this is the line that maybe hints at what Steve wants to happen is there's no telling <laughs> what kind of depravity Grelbaski is up to right now. First of all, I don't want that to happen. I'll be really you clear about that. No, I'm, I'm glad that. Oh, good. Again, I think that this movie only can exist because that is never even remotely broached. You're right. You're like right. The, I was just messing this, with you. I know, but I want to. <laughs> but the I mean, movie, the, I mean, Steve, you're right. The movie is better for not even trying to wade into those waters. I not think a single parent says anything absolutely. like that. I no. do think that like if this movie was made today, A, he would smoke less cigarettes, and B, that would definitely be something that would be addressed at one point. Yes. At yes. least yes. the family well, guy, edgelordy shit yes. uh, that yep. seeps into kids' kids uh, comedy these days. It has to be there. It's like LOL molestation. It's like, I mean, let's instead, where we this kicks off the them discussing sex. Like, can you tell us about the birds and the bees? That is 
No, that's not what kicks off sex. What kicks off sex is the f- the one kid's like, "Hey, I got a Playboy yes. here," oh, yeah. and yeah. they're like about to look at it, and it's like, Ooh, "Baby, yeah." He sees it and is just, "What do you kids got here?" And it's immediately that like, "Well, say, well, the Mr. Grabowski can maybe yeah. look at this." The physical comedy, Daniel Stern, the way his eyes bulge out of his sockets, looking at the. I was about to compliment that as well because it is it's a stupid joke. It's like yeah. obviously like a grown man can look at pornography and be like, well, in his brain and be like, that's pretty cool and put it in his pocket and be like, that's not cool for you kids. Right. But to sell it this hard with the eyeballs, yes. it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's incredible. Um, so they, yeah, they ask him about the, the birds and the bees or whatever. There's this really funny like Little kids, like, not understanding stuff. Like, oh, yeah, what do you think happens or whatever? And it's something about, like, and then a man and a woman take their shirts off. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. The guy, I think it's, like, Fishman or whatever. is like, the guy doesn't have to take his shirt off. Just yes. the woman or whatever. They're like, yeah. oh, okay. As if it's, like, totally, <laughs> totally the truth. Even the little girl, Kelsey's like, oh, oh, got it. Oh, all right. It's great. And this is, yeah, he takes, he's like, let me see your dollies. And this is when he's like, the man dolly and the kid dolly. And then I think they cut back to uh, down. Man to dolly the, and the girl dolly, not the man yeah, dolly yeah. and the kid dolly. I think, oh, says, I think he says lady dolly. <laughs> lady dolly. And it's like, he starts to mash them together. We cut away and then he cuts back and we're just watching him go. And then eh, eh, he's like, really <laughs> work it, baby. Work, work it, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's got the cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth still. Mm-hmm. That's how daddy likes it. And there is start your engines. A wooga. He has taken off. What's great is when they cut back, his jacket is off yes. and the cigarette is lit as if like, <laughs> like he's George C. Scott. And he's been like screaming at somebody in a meeting for right, a while. Yeah, like this is still going 30 minutes or something. No, but that's the, that's the one scene missing in Barbie. Like we've explored all these other avenues. <laughs> that's what people did with Barbies. They mashed their genitals together and just saw what happened. You know what <laughs> yep. I mean? Like uh, yeah. that yep. needs to happen at some point or the, 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 the lack of genitals. And, and then the mashed- Ken doll has a cigarette, watches a little Leno <laughs> and goes to sleep. Any questions? Is there, is there no, uh, they make a genital joke in Barbie. There is. They said that there's that they don't have anything down there. But, oh, they do. Know, okay. There's yeah. at least that. All right. Yes. I could. I couldn't remember. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. No any questions, which is great. And they're all fucking like totally horrified by him. Uh, and then they get it. This is a weird like. I guess it's kind of like maybe the nah, not really like a bonding scene, but it's like they're getting along or whatever. And they're doing like a what would you do in this kind of scenario kind of campfire game or whatever and you know what if a blizzard came through and everyone died but you like would you eat the people like that kind of stuff or whatever and then it's like Max you do one and it's just like Daniel Stern really kind of getting deep emotionally here like well what if you were oh lonely scumbag and one day a guy comes along to you and says you know hey I'll give you $50 he's explaining like how he got set up into this thing and like it's a weird thing where it's like and maybe he thought you know uh, being a delivery guy would be exciting but it's actually well pretty boring and soul crushing he's not saying stuff like that but that's like the vibe of like here's my miserable life and then the kids are all just like no that sounds shady as fuck I wouldn't do that what only a moron would do that That sounds like a setup (laughs) yes well well well, okay let me ask you kids so so you star in two groundbreaking kids <laughs> entertainment films. And then the company comes to you and says, hey, why don't you direct this kids baseball movie and star in the kid baseball movie as this weird guy who's kind of like talking to the guy like he, the kid like he's an adult. It's weird, right? 
And then you do another movie where you're an even per- more perverted version of that guy <laughs> with, you know, unbuttoned top button, some necklaces around here. Just who, some who would want to more blindly into a trap like that? Only a sucker, <laughs> doofus, moron, or sleazeball would do that. And, and meanwhile, you're part of one of the longest, best running shows in, in, tele- in on television, but nobody knows it because you're a goddamn voice. Dilbert? <laughs> No, uh, the Wonder Years. The Wonder oh, Years. Oh, right. Yes. The, yes. I, see, shit, I forgot the Wonder Years. So oh, did yeah. everyone. He's, That's why he's poor, old poor Daniel Stern. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking Dilbert. Right. Speaking of Daniel Stern in the 90s. Eep. Yeah. Forgot Sadly. about that fucking Sadly. Hellspawn cartoon. Um, but yeah, you know, the next morning is when they find out, like, so little shitty Gordy's been working on making some sort of rate radio device. Sure, I don't know what the hell this, this was. This is a little convenient, but it's fine. We're having, uh, we gotta, we gotta move the movie along. So it's like, he builds a radio. Yeah. And they hear, you know, oh, Mad Max Grabelski, he's taking kids hostage, blah, blah, blah. And they're like shit scared. And they, they run up to this tent and man, I'll tell you right now. Like one great physical joke of like Daniel Stern too big to sleep in like a child's pup tent. So his yes. feet are sticking out the, the front door, which is great. But he has gone to sleep with this playboy. And yeah. I'm yeah. telling you right now, this dude jerked off the previous yeah, night. Probably he's because th- he, you know what Daniel Stern's character him. has had in this movie a lot of really bad Fargo sex. Just a yeah. lot of scuzzy, drunk one night stands. Maybe there's another dude getting laid in the twin bed next to you, kind of a thing. Hell yeah. Well, he's he's paid for it so many times. Oh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is where he wakes up and he's like, he's waving a gun in the children's faces <laughs> for comedic effect. Yes, fantastic shit. You you're Love only it. getting in '95 and previously. They should let you do that now, not just in movies. <laughs> God, uh, this country does let people get away with that quite a bit. Actually, oh, actually you're right. Never mind. <laughs> you should stop that. Actually, we actually, should we stop should. that and let me do it in the movies. Yeah. Uh, but so the kids sort of you know rally around here, like, all right, we got to do something about this. Like, you know, we got to take this guy out, and they mix. I mean. This thing would fucking kill this man. Like, once again, just like drinking the fucking bug spray. Yep. They're like, all right, we're going to take a water canteen and mm-hmm. fill it with a bunch of allergy pills, cough medicine, and sleeping pills. <laughs> Why do these kids have <laughs> sleeping pills out of curiosity? That's a great question, question yeah. actually. Yeah. Maybe if, like, uh, old little Milton couldn't sleep in the woods or something. Actually, or- yeah, that's it, because Milton Fishman's parents give him that big sack of fucking meds. Probably uh, in there is some oh. fucking... You- some real serious shit that will put you right down. And some you know, children's maybe fish, ambient. Fishman Senior's uh, little blue pills are in there too by mistake, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch out for that. <laughs> so he passes big out hard he, he on. incredibly hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big swinging ones. Uh, so it's that thing of like, oh, hey, spider, aren't you thirsty? Yeah. And they eventually do like sort of get him to drink this. And again, because it's just like the tangy line. He chugs this whole thing and then he's like, oh, that is good. It's like, what yes. is wrong Woo. with this man? Thank you. And he starts jogging. <laughs> probably get a pretty uh, good buzz off that. You probably get like a little initial buzz. But oh, eventually yeah. You're going down. And because then, it's like your heart rate's just going right. until he eventually does collapse dead almost. After in, in the one of them mistakenly calls him Grabowski, and he's like, how'd you know my name? And then he passes out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I had a doctor with that name that treated me once for an undescended left testicle. Yes. 
That's not a lie, <laughs> Fishman. That's a thing that actually happened to you. Maybe the doctor wasn't named Grabowski, but that's way too specific for and that to be made up. he says specifically like that it's, it's, it's going back up right now as he speaks or something like <laughs> nice. that. Nice. Yes, uh, which is pretty great. Yeah, he's so scared that his fucking nuts are ascending because he's terrified. <laughs> good line, Fishman. I'll be honest. You did good there. Uh, it's not super bad. Sad. Sorry, super stud. <laughs> uh, but he passes out and they're all excited. Like, oh, we caught Mad Max. And they're like yelling off the cliff. And like Polito hears them at this point, I think is the idea. And he runs up and this is like he ties Max to a tree. And then like the kids are going to get like suspicious here with uh, Polito. Like, right. why is this guy being so crazy with the gun? Why is he? You know, being yeah. mean to Max or one whatever. One good line from the Scoutmaster Erickson here is, "I'll take six Ranger Scouts over one Federal man any day." I kind of love that weird libertarian streak of like. Oh, he does have that dude. Government. He's called. He's calling him G Man through mm-hmm. this whole movie. Oh yeah. Well, he, I think he doesn't respect him as an overweight person as well. Oh, you that's know, true. There's a little that's bit a of that. Sign, yep. It's like one of those signs of weaknesses that he'll he would call it. He's constantly calling him cupcake too. That's uh-huh. his other big right. insult. Is everybody's cupcake. Um, this guy would be annoying to be around. Oh, There's absolutely. no doubt about it. <laughs> a little bit of economy here and a bit of a question mark. Anthony uh-huh. Held shows up flying his own helicopter. Like, because I, <laughs> I was just sort of like, okay, so who's the helicopter pilot? That's a character. Oh, no, it's Anthony Held that's doing that. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun. he's, you know, Bragdon is alive and well. And like, here's the, the big reveal to Grabowski. Right. Polito takes up. him up there. And yeah, you're alive. And the thing with and the teeth is funny, huh? It's fucked up. Like, you know, because like Daniel Stern's character is like, hey, they found your teeth. Like the dental records match. He's like, oh, yes, it was quite expensive to get all those pulled. Like, this is dedication to this scam, I have yes, to say. But at a million dollars a tooth, it was well worth it. Kill him. I can't kill John Polito. He's just doing his job. <laughs> oh, kill me. Yes, yeah, oh, so- kill me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, and they're about to kill him. I think the kids now realize, oh, we need to save our good friend Grabelski because something's crooked. Yes. This is when the bra bomb is utilized. Right. Uh, and this is also the point where uh, Held has said, like, you have to kill the kids as well. So, yeah, it's it's pretty. Now we're up in the ante on the uh, we're, we're yes. for John Polito. Like, I'd be like, listen, I'll kill fucking Daniel Stern. I'm doing society a favor. I am not murdering <laughs> six children. A yeah, for the absolutely. same price that whatever we agreed upon. Right. Yeah. But it's gotta be a few million dollars. Yeah. But he says three. one million dollars. Yes. Just one? Well, yeah, that's, but that's one, but I, that's for just Grabowski. For the kids, yeah. I oh. think you need to no, no, I no. think you're talking about three million, five million at the very least. You're sure. totally right. But what I'm saying is like Polito doesn't even have the good business sense to renegotiate the terms to. before oh, any to. of that. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. again, it's that crazy thing where it's like, yeah, Grabowski was gonna get five hundred from this. Polito a million dollars when Anthony Hield is getting like 60 million bucks. And again, yeah. if you go to jail for killing Daniel Stern, contract killing Daniel Stern, you're probably doing, you know, 20, 25 years, whatever. Tops. Right. You, you kill like six and you're going in like this is a regular criminal. You kill six kids on a mountain. <laughs> you're getting the chair and yep. the you probably won't even make it to the chair. You you get domered in the fucking weight room, dude. They, yeah, the prisoners would not appreciate <laughs> prisoners you at all. loving yeah. children. Pretty weird. Yeah. You'll probably Light, meet your end. Up. Probably meet your end on the court, courthouse steps. Someone will <laughs> oh, yeah. take a gun to you, or maybe they just stone you right there. That'd be great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they kind of get hey. stoned right here because we're launching stones with the uh, Kelsey's little trainer bra and. 
one nails Polito, and then when the other one's going for Anthony Heald, he moves out of the way and it hits Daniel Stern and knocks him off this cliff into the river. And I have to Amazing. say right here, this is a stuntman going off uh, this cliff. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. the kids kind of run away to like go save him. And this, you get like a team of little person stunt people here because it's all just like good son type. Yes. Little person stunt <laughs> yes, actors absolutely. diving off this cliff into the river to save him or whatever. Amazing work for that community for this movie. Like so many jobs for hire right here. Um, but it's all great. It's all like legit stunts happening, which yes. is again, Incredible. it's so rare. It looks weird to your eye, you know, um, <laughs> but they all jump in and it's all, oh, we got to save him or whatever. Where's the, where's the little kid? He's gone missing. Uh oh, we're coming up to a waterfall, and this Dana kid pops out of nowhere, saves Daniel Stern, and he's able to like grab all of them. And then it is this weird thing of like, uh oh, here comes Polito and Healed again. We have to, the little girl is like, throw your bags in the river, make them think we're fucking dead. She just just watched The Fugitive. She's been thinking about these things. Uh, Dana, uh, I'm sorry, and I don't want to be the fucking drive a truck through a guy here. But fucking little Dana saving this whole uh, Dana versus the rapids and seven bodies. One of which is an adult Dana. You and your friends are going over the falls and you're going to die in the rocks. That's sure. what's going to happen. Mm. That is, but you uh, do uh, get supernatural strength, Chris. In, in I, I suppose extreme stress. That's and, true. And, and he's real strong, <laughs> as he says. You know, yes. I may be small, but I'm real strong. And That's I guess right. three three babies in the fucking audience go, yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> listen, Chris. So it's listen. one brief moment of your little kid power thing. It's at least yes. it's not the entire movie. No, and it's, it's not, not it's not an all kids power thing. It's like, hey, the little guy can do something too, and I think sure. that's important. Because everybody kind of gets their moment, aside from the two Gordies in a way, which is funny. But like Kelsey is able to like, you know, use some ingenuity here to use her bra to, to take him out or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, the little guy saves the kids. And then it turns out in a few minutes, the fat kid isn't a liar. He actually is familiar with mountain climbing equipment. It is, yes. We, yeah. we so, wow, yeah. you know, little little things in there for these kids. But I don't think it equates to to kid power as it would normally disgust but us. The on, trick on does like work. This. John Polito's like, relax. What we couldn't do, nature did for us. <laughs> and we we're just cackling this helicopter. We just yep. killed six kids. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not a second thought given to it, dude. They might as well be chomping on cigars, just laughing. <laughs> Meanwhile, and dad finds the gum in the, and uh, the address in the gum that was discarded uh, and tries to get the FBI to go up there and she knows that the house is owned by Mr. Bragdon because she's a real estate broker, which I didn't yes. know. <laughs> yeah, it only comes up once. Uh, <laughs> yep. and then at the camp, yep. one of my favorite jokes is one of the kids tells uh, Daniel Stern that if you get the electric chair, you should put a light bulb in your mouth like Uncle Fester. <laughs> and he just says, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been a trailer segment also right it there, is. a little piece of the trailer. I, yeah. I love the end. Like, the problem with the end out and the other FBI guy, like, the guy, he's the other guy from The Fugitive, as we said. Like, he needs something else. Like, he's not crooked. I guess he's just kind of stupid because yeah. like he's, he's super bad. at. Like, you're right. So much to the point where it's like, you're so, uh, like, hamstringing this investigation by being yes. that stubborn with her. Are you in on it? Or are you just that, that stupid? Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, like, she says, like, you know, now, Mr. Thompson, when I step on your foot and show you this fucking address, this is where the children are. And he's like, 
Oh, a real estate agent. Well, isn't that helpful? Let the FBI stick to this honey or whatever it is. And she does a great, like, grabbing this dude, like, you're going to get up there and you're going to fucking find them. And, like, I guess the dude just doesn't do it because then, again, another, like, I don't know if it's scenes deleted or just like slop city getting to the end of this movie. She's just driving this fucking Hummer out of nowhere. Yeah, she does have the line, or do I have to do it alone? Yes. And then she's driving up there. Yeah. Uh, Cause she has to do it alone. And then we get the, uh, the belaying scene with the, with the climbing ropes. Well, Belay cli- myself. <laughs> well, he has to climb devil's peak and it's this enormous mountain. These shoes would be nothing. They would be yes. sand yeah. at this point. Like she just, yep. just, Yep. Go barefoot at this point. Yeah. Yes. Hey, in that first Home Alone movie, Daniel Stern is totally barefoot through like the entire <laughs> third act. And remember, he's got the fake Daniel Stern Hobbit That's feet. That's true. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. true. Like, because he can't be walking outside. Like, you should do that. You're right. Like, his shoes should come off or at least like, you know, the uh, like toes are sticking out the top of it sure, or something. Yeah. Or at least uh, just comment on it. Comment yes. on like, Boy, my feet are bleeding constantly, or <laughs> something like that. Uh, but yeah, so this is okay. You know, uh, whatever his name is here, the you know the little liar kid. Like, this is the last time. Like, did you actually climb Kilimanjaro? Like, do you know yes. how to use this equipment? And it's great. It's like Daniel Stern. Like, I won't be mad. Just yeah. tell me right now that you're lying, and it'll be totally fine. He's like, No, I did it. Uh, and it's you know it's great. It's Daniel Stern, like obviously not on a real yes. rock face, but doing some belaying in in the sure. stunt stunt set here, which is pretty great. But doing yeah, just his the, great screams, just like yes, more oh, screams, the screaming, oh just yeah, lots dude. of screams. A scream based comedy is really what. They're yes. Doing. <laughs> uh, but dude, this like belay myself. That was that was a line spit out all the time around our house. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because uh, I think also it was a thing where like this was literally the movie that taught us the word belay. Sure. And so it's like, oh, it's like a weird word. And now we're little kids and we're going to repeat it constantly. But like this belay myself line was uh, used quite a bit. Uh, So they all get over successfully and they get up and uh uh-oh, the last thing. And this is, this might've even been one of the posters at one point or like back of the VHS cover or something, but him, how are we going to get over this big, big crevasse here? The human bridge. leaning over it doing the human bridge uh really great gag here where he's like the nerd kids like oh hey you know mr grabowski did you know that based on your height and body mass you'll be able to hold this pose for another three and a half minutes and he's like great take your time yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they leave him there for a moment uh it's it's fun which is great it's a funny gag this with the kid when they reveal the solution to the, how the kids are going to climb over him. This I remember being one of the big guitar wails that oh. happens. Just wow! Look how awesome this is. It's uh, something. It's you know, sure. It's a kids movie. What are you going to do, We're Steve? Fun. I'm having sour fun. Steve Sadak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ann Dowd, maybe this will do it for you, Steve. She's all tied up to a chair here, you like oh, yeah. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> If you if you saw this as a kid, I know you. To you what oh, you're yeah. into, you would have fucking you would have been busting. Not, been, <laughs> never mind. Busting what exactly? You would have, uh, it would have been a formative movie. It would have been you would have had. A, sure. you would have loved this movie. We would all mm-hmm. figured it out together. Exactly. Uh-huh. I do uh-huh. like again. John Polito's like. I guess now I have to kill this woman too. Christ, like what? 
When did I turn into the Terminator? I need, I want some more cash here. He does suggest like killing Max is one thing, but all these kids, why don't we just clear out? And Bragdon's yes. just like, the last truck is coming and with the last $10 million and we're not going oh, right. anywhere. Uh, I, do, I do like the, uh, there's a repeated joke from earlier where like, the nerd kid has binoculars and Daniel Stern does a like, let me see. And he's strangling the kid with pretty funny. That that, that got me every time. And it happens here where it's like, uh, you know, I see uh, so-and-so and and I see this and I see that. And I see Gordy's mom tied to a chair. And it's again, Daniel Stern strangling this kid with the binoculars, uh, which I do love. Um, Then we also, we we get Polito gets taken out by uh, Erickson, the scoutmaster, who's just, up a tree that just jumps down onto him. Hey, cupcake. That is yes. a wild part, man, where it's like this. He Erickson winds up getting handcuffed to that tree and he just like, I guess, spends literally the whole night shimmying up it. Right. Speaking yeah. of Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that the I, core, I love the core strength. And then, uh, yeah, he gets the kids over and he's like, all right, kids. Now what we're going to do is dismember the body. <laughs> what we're going to do is cut through the joints and through the bolts. And take each part, and we're going to dump each part of the body in separate places so that people <laughs> cannot find him. We're going to find all the feeding spots for the wolves and bears on this mountain. And that's where we're going to leave all his parts. And we Who bury the, the teeth separately. <laughs> <laughs> Scatter them like ashes. And take your time when you're doing it now. You don't want to rush through taking apart a body because you're going to make mistakes. I know it feels hard at first, but bodies want to come apart. You work <laughs> the joints and it will come apart. Let the knife do the work. Now, I, I know it sounds weird, but you do actually have to take the foot from the leg. It's two separate pieces. You take it as one thing. You can't fit it in so many places. You wouldn't believe the situations I have gotten into with the foot still on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Leaving a foot on is how they catch you. <laughs> so Bragdon's uh, now calling yeah. for Palmer, who is John Polito's character. He's taking his, the suitcases to the helicopter, doesn't see him there. So I guess he's going to uh, clear up. But this is where Max sneaks in to help uh, and yes. Dowd. And something, something, Max jumps at... Uh, at uh, uh, Anthony Hilda. Anthony Hilda gets out of the way and the kid goes right over the mountain. That is hilarious. Oh, but but yes. first, the, he's, he's the, she's all, and Dowd's tied up. Oh, he's right, like, what kind of knots, the knots are these? And she's like mouthing like, oh my God, he's an idiot. And yeah. he's trying to untie her for, seemingly, I guess, forever because we see the, the ropes all done in different ways. And then we hear Anthony Hilda behind, it's a clove hitch. Thank oh, you. Yes. Yeah. We're standing <laughs> He was a scout himself, you see. Yeah, dude, he was a scout the whole time. Wow, (laughs) it's coming from inside the scout troop. That's right. Yeah, because he's like, I learned it in the scouts. In that great (laughs) Anthony Heald scumbag delivery that he always does, which is awesome. Uh, But what it is, is they're out like on this deck and Anthony Heald is going to shoot and out in the head. And this kid, Gordy, comes around the corner and he does like a get away from my mom yes. and he runs and he trips on like a board uh, like sticking up out of the deck or whatever and just stupidly gets launched into the air <laughs> and again Anthony Heald's character no qualms about killing kids like over the yep. side you go uh, child <laughs> totally I would Which do the pretty same awesome. I love it and uh, I like um, Stern being like that was my kid you sick freak Oh, and he yeah. just knocks his teeth out. That's yeah, kind of like the dentures, right, I, like I guess, that he got mm-hmm. put in after he got all his teeth ripped out. 
And even for this like quick second where like Anthony Heald is supposed to be toothless, he is game to be like, like it's like it's debasing yourself to the highest degree and he's going for it. But of course, Uh, Gordy's alive saying he's down there and then Max has to go down there and they're like on the edge with this tree. This kid's about to get good sunned. I'm sorry. Like, which let him go. It's Gordy's the worst one. Well, it's, uh, the, you, it's Ann Dowd's kid. She's right there. I guess we've got to save fuck. him. So yeah. Max goes down to save him. And he's like, believe me, I'm scared too. And they're on this, this, this tree, this tree growing out of this side of this cliff. And he's got, Gordy's got to let go to grab uh-huh. Max's hand to be pulled up. And once this happens, when the, that tree goes down, great shot of it going through, down this. Oh cliff. yeah. Yeah, just this tree sliding down. You, 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 and then I think you're supposed to be like, now just pretend this was Gordy. Oh, <laughs> pretend yeah, that tree dude. branch is Gordy. Oh, now watch yeah. it fall. <laughs> uh, but whatever. The day is saved. Great. And then we get this like outro where it's like the big scout jamboree that's happening. Sure. You know, and it's, it's, it's basically the end of Star Wars. We're all getting medals here. Yes. Daniel Stern's getting a medal. The, the kids all become Eagle, Eagle Scouts. He becomes an honorary scout master. Right. Yes. The punchline is really weird here at the end. Very strange. It's yeah. like, because uh, he's like, it's it's uh, Brad Sullivan giving it to him. He's like, and you're, you're a scout master. And, you know, uh, because of that, you can take the kids to Yosemite. And he turns to his kids and he's like, isn't that great? Kids, we're all going to Yosemite. He's like, oh, not just those kids. All the kids. And yes. they all descend upon him like zombies yes. about to yes. devour him. Yeah, they're about he, to tear him apart. They're grabbing at him and he screams. And that's the end of the movie. Because I, I guess there needed to be a punchline of some kind. But yeah, right. Question but it's, mark. It's weird because it goes from like what you think is a sequel setup at first. Yes, like yes. Bushwhack to Yosemite Adventure. But then it's just child horde and him <laughs> screaming once again. Like like when he's covered in pigeons in Home Alone yes. 2. It's it's that exact scream, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. like a, a, a freeze frame on a truly embarrassing facial contortion from Daniel sure. Stern. You know, what I mean? like it's a bad angle. It's the hot light from the stage. I gotta he's say, like got his mouth open. My man needs a beard, uh, also. Just an FYI, I, in terms I, of looking looking I, all I, right. Got, yeah. I, I need to say no on that uh, because oh, wow. I think wow. that's key. That's key to him looking as scummy and gross as oh, he like. Oh, sure. Yes. That's what makes it work. Like, you're right. like solving a problem that I don't think it's a problem they want to have. Uh, and like, I do like the idea, like, well, we're going to have you uh, take the whole troop to it. Cause, well, well, I'm going to be honest with you. We've had a lot of accusations against Cub Scout leaders. You might be a real problem. You might be a criminal and a scumbag, Grabowski, but we are way worse with these. Guys. <laughs> you yeah, have no at idea. At least you never diddled anybody. You got a clean slate as far as diddling's concerned, Grabowski. And we got rid of all the good gay ones, so now we're really fucked. <laughs> so honestly, we're, we're just going to put it all on you, Max. You've got it. But that is the end of the movie. And unfortunately, or at least Eric and I think, unfortunately, no Bushwhack 2 ever. So yeah, sad. Uh, which sad is up. fucked. So, it's fucked was up. It, was so there tragic. a Bushwhacked uh, SNES game? <laughs> I, don't I don't think so. Sadly. I don't believe so. I, don't, yeah. I think like 
the closest movie spinoff thing you had to this is maybe somewhere in the universe there's a bushwhack novelization. Mm, okay. Also, but I think that's probably as far as it goes. Shout out to the theatrical poster, which I do own the one sheet of. I need to put that back up proudly <laughs> because it's painted. It's like real yeah. fucking movie poster. And I'm so tired of what we get these days of the weird, like here's their heads in a row. CGI, yes. nah. not CGI Photoshop, but yeah. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous painting of Daniel yeah. Stern holding onto a rope from the belay scene, and then them all in the in the river at the uh, at, towards the end. Beautiful poster. I miss, I miss a good painted poster like that. Yeah. Like, or, like in yeah. the era of like you'd get painted posters for just like dumb comedies like this too. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh man, that era is gone. I'm thinking about that fucking horrendous Killers of the Flower Moon poster Yikes, still, which is just abysmal. Uh, but that is the end of this movie. We'll go around the horn here. Final thoughts, Chris Cabin. A really good movie. Uh, I like it very much. I've seen it like uh, like 15, 20 times. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've seen it a lot. I remember seeing it in the theaters even. Um, I, I It is just a, a, it's a showcase for Daniel Stern to be like, I can make these faces and make these noises, can't sure. I? I'm very good at <laughs> oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's honestly, it's a very good uh, showcase for those things. If you want those things in your movie, uh, he does quite a lot. And he almost holds a movie together, I would say, by doing it. Uh, I kind of, I'm at the heel. I kind of want a little bit more of him. Mm. I don't know where I would put it exactly, but like him, like being able to just ooze certain lines out, like you're a loser, Max. <laughs> um, <laughs> That stuff yes. really does work. Uh, I, I just don't think we get enough of it. But, you know, I, I, highly enjoyable for what it is. It's exactly uh, it's exactly what it says it is. And I think it does it very well. Steve Sadak. Light recommend here, uh, but still a recommend, uh, which is more than I would have thought I would have given it uh, before <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I think it's a fun, uh, well, it's not exactly well made, lovingly made, I guess. It's not one of those movies where you... You're like, nobody gave a shit about this. Apparently, like, um, Daniel Stern even defends this movie to this day. He's like, yeah, I know it's like kind of a piece of shit, but everybody had fun. And I still kind of like it. You know, that's like, that's where yeah. he, he's landed on it. And I think that that's a reasonable place to be. Uh, I think you're right, Daniel <laughs> Stern. So I'll, I'll agree with you. Uh, I'll hop in and say, yeah, it's always the best when it's like you're having fun at the movies because people making the movie had fun making the movie. You know sure. what I mean? And that's, it is good to hear about that. Hey, Daniel Stern, you can come on this show anytime. We'll talk about Bushwhack, the Daniel Stern Bushwhack please, interview. Please. We want to get this to cult status. I don't know. And again, yes, it's because I saw it in 1995. It was, it's that kind of like edgy, edgy, you know, comedy for kids that like, you know, Point me to one now. I'll happily watch it. But like it's 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 aggressively unsanitized. And I think that's just it's interesting. It's an interesting little time capsule thing like that, uh, in my view. Like they, they just they don't exist like that. And I know they don't make them like this anymore as a tired fucking thing. And I feel tired even saying it. But like I feel like with the case of Bushwag, it's totally true. Um, and just that. Yeah, the the sternessance. Uh, you know, stern mania from the nineties. Like I was fucking totally there for it. A rookie of the year is another one. I saw a thousand times as a kid. Um, previous episode know, too. Previous episode. That's right. Uh, and I think we've also done both home alone movies now. Um, yep. so, you know, and, and we did a commentary on Chud. So yeah, I don't know. I was, I grew up a big 
fan of a middle-aged dude who made me laugh all the time and uh, you know whatever it's it's fucking fun put this movie out on blu-ray you fucking cowards at 20th century studios wherever you call yourselves now you fucking pricks eric Siska, <laughs> final word yeah no i think it is a a classic at least for me and i i just love daniel stern i think the the physical comedy he gives here is on par with his home alone work i just i just love this movie and i know that part of that is nostalgia but it's also nice seeing just like a scumbag-esque character being the lead i think this might also be because i loved like army of darkness which is like bruce campbell being a coward and funny and i just like that type of character type and i just i think people need to see need to see people should <laughs> seek this out if you're if you're into like 90s comedies this and if you've never seen this one and i know it's yeah. like partially a kids movie it's worth it's worth a spin and if you know new parents at home if you don't want your kids growing up soft show them stuff like bushwhack that's right <laughs> show them things from the 90s where we grew up hard uh anyway <laughs> yeah. that is gonna do it for uh episode 700 uh you know i know we thank you every week for listening but this week especially as the show hits yet another huge milestone uh we don't do this unless you listen to it and tell your friends to listen to it uh so we very much thank you for the years of support uh, whether you know or whether you just started listening recently hey thanks for tuning in you know we hope you stick with us you know we do it because you listen to it uh we wouldn't be here without you let's do 700 more uh that's going to do it for this episode uh if you are uh, interested and have not yet gotten hip patreon.com slash we hate movies you could be listening to this episode ad free at the $8 level or up. Uh, that's something we introduced at the start of this season and will be happening going forward with all new We Hate Movies episodes. So you got that looking out for you. And I know that this is the middle of October and, uh, you know, maybe some of Daniel Stern's horrifying screams qualify this as a spooktacular, but we are in <laughs> the middle of the Halloween spooktacular right now. Took a little detour to celebrate 700. Uh, but out now we have a We Love Movies episode uh, all about The Exorcist. Billy Friedkin masterpiece, of course. You want to check that out. Out this week. Is this week. Is that right? Yeah. That's what happens. Man, you know, thanks for getting that. Uh, recording in advance and everything. Calendar is not my strong suit today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that'll be out the, the 12th of October. Uh, so that's going on. That's at the uh, $5 level and up. Uh, Steve, we have a cartoon uh, animation damnation that's a bit spooky. We are uh, actually going down to South Park, if you could believe Ooh. it. Uh, we're... Something I never thought we'd do on this show, but it was a good idea by Chris. And we're doing the South Park Corn Halloween special. We had a lot of fun kind of talking our South Park histories and talking about corn and new metal and stuff. You'll have a lot of fun if you listen to that. Gentlemen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you know, so the uh, the spectacular did start a week early, of course, with Saw 5. So we could work this guy in. But don't worry, you're not losing any spectacular episodes. As a matter no. of fact, you're actually gaining a spectacular episode, Eric Siska. What am I referencing yes, there? You were referencing our... Uh, digital worldwide experience uh that's, that's right. going to be happening on October 26th at 9 p.m. Uh, mm. at moment.co/wehatemovies moment.co/wehatemovies tickets are on sale and you can see us live doing an episode and it's going to be a lot of fun there's going to be a replay after for 7 days so if you can't make it cuz we know Seven days. <laughs> and, then, and then you die. No, 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 no. Then I die. 
Mm. Folks at home, you will not die if you listen to this. So, you, uh, but <laughs> what movie were we talking about? By Friday the Thirteenth, Part th- four, four, the final chapter. Yeah, four. I almost said Friday the Thirteenth, Part Thirteen. That's how excited I am. Uh, <laughs> part four, the final chapter. The Corey uh, Feld, uh, Haim? Feldman. 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 It's Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman. Yeah, it's, it's so weird that they made the last uh, Friday the 13th movie before they released seven more. <laughs> <of the> years, <laughs> so funny thing to do. Uh, yeah, Corey Feldman. And of course, uh, Crispin Glover finding the corkscrew right. in that movie. Right. Oh, and I yeah. believe this is also the movie. I haven't rewatched it in a while. I think this is the one where the sad loser is murdered watching vintage pornography. Yes, he uh, is. which yeah. that is that's a laugh a minute, folks. So moment.co <laughs> slash we hate movies, or you can head to whmpodcast.com, click on the tour page. The information to get tickets will also be right there. And again, yeah, if you can't join us live seven days after you guys know the score, there will also be the VIP QA session uh, that we'll do after the show, mm-hmm. which is also a lot of fun. So make sure you bundle those ticks when you get that. You want to get mm-hmm. the show and so and the VIP. Are clear, this is this is an audio and vi- visual experience. So you could see us actually perform an episode live. It's a lot of fun. We've done a few before. We hope you will join us. And Chris Cabin, uh, we will also have a once in a lifetime this month that I think is already out on what motion picture? A killer under the bed. Uh, Hell yeah. Yep. A, a doll movie, a killer doll movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Not quite up to the heights of Stuart Gordon's dolls, but you know, can't ask for miracles. Um, uh, not even up to the heights of Puppet Masters, dude. I mean, this no, is even, it no, is a no. doll in the loosest sense of the definition. <laughs> yes, but uh, QAnon's greatest queen, uh, Christy Swanson, will be there <laughs> uh, to help us through it. And yeah, we, we look forward to hearing what you think of this. <laughs> and uh, we also have a, a syncable commentary coming out this month on Society, wherein it is my first time watching Society, and I did it live Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes i was really quiet because i was just stunned (laughs) but you can watch along and be stunned as well if you're wondering like you know especially when we get towards like the shunting like towards the end of the movie there on the commentary when steve goes quiet actually if you turn it up you can hear him just whispering the horror horror," repeatedly as he sort of like puts Mm -hmm. water on his face and just tries not to die uh, no, that was a lot of fun. It's a wild ass movie from Brian Yuzna. Uh, that yeah, commentary tracks are always a lot of fun. And you know, sometimes folks sync, sometimes folks just listen. You can do both. That'll be available later this month at the eight dollar level and up. Uh, but that's the Patreon offerings. The spectacular continues next week. Steve, what movie are we talking about? Oh, dude, I'm really excited about this one. Pumpkinhead. Yes. That's right. Uh, the first of the Pumpkinhead series. <laughs> uh, with Lan- which I think there's more than one, at least. It's there's two at least three, two. Yes. yes. And this movie is a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it the last time I watched it. It's, uh, you know, whereas Bushwhacked has zero dead kids, this movie has at least one dead child in Pumpkinhead. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of dead teenagers coming your way. Yes, absolutely. Shocking it up. I'm, I'm excited, man. This is a movie I've not rewatched in a really long time, so I'm pumped to kind of revisit uh, good old Lance fighting that big uh, monster. Is Stan Winston do the effects for Pumpkinhead? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is that right, Chris Cavan? I can't I, remember. I, 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 think I seem to remember that. He might have directed this. It's a good-looking monster. He's now, definitely- it is directed by Stan Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, there we go. I, I was not uh, too far off base there. Uh, so until next week when we tangle with Lance Henriksen and Pumpkinhead, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Kappen. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>